Hello, this is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Donati. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that. It's in those moments that really makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of her own. Coco Brown is an actress and a comedian whose credits include Tyler Perry's acclaimed comedy series, For Better or For Worse, on Oprah Winfrey's own network. She also has graced the stage as a stand-up comedian for BET's Comic View, Showtime at the Apollo, and so much more. Please help me welcome Coco to the show. Coco, I'm so hey. glad you are here. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here, girl. I'm going to get you an updated resume, baby. I ain't been on that show in four years. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Let's just start right there with that. What was yeah. that experience like for you? How was it working alongside with Tyler Perry and being part of that whole team with him? I tell people, and I literally just told a director this last night, that being with Tyler was some of the best training I've ever gotten. In the sense of, I learned how to learn lines very quickly. I learned how to be fluid on those sets and understand that scripts change, directions change, and you have to be able to go with whatever way that wind is blowing to get the best possible take and to not be so planted in one way to be more uh, fluid and, and compromised. So it's some of the best training because I've been on so many projects since then where that training has come in handy because it's been a last minute script change, a last minute day change. Uh, we're not gonna do this episode today, we're gonna do that episode today. And where it makes a lot of actors panic, I, 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 don't, even, I don't even flinch. I mean, just the other night, they added four pages of dialogue to me at 10 o'clock at night and said, Coco, we would love to shoot this. Can you memorize this? I said, give me 15 minutes. I had it memorized in 10. Mm. Some of the best training I've ever gotten has helped me uh, be a lot easier. I mean, I'm, I've always been easy to work with, but I now get rave reviews on when things happen, I don't get frazzled. I'm like, okay, cool. Because, you know, with Tyler, we would shoot sometimes three episodes a day. Mm. And sometimes we wouldn't even know what episodes we were shooting until that day. Okay, so um, you just had to be prepared. So it's always made me... Um, it made me a person that stays ready so I don't have to get ready. Was there a nugget um, that that Tyler Perry personally gave to you or has given to you that you feel comfortable with sharing with the audience um, that you take with you day to day? Tyler told me in our very first season, I don't even think we had shot maybe four episodes, and he told me, I trust your funny. He said, you know, you have uh, a talent for taking the most simplest of words and making them funny. You have incredible timing and delivery. He goes, I trust you're funny. So if we're doing a scene and you want to add something that you think is funny, I trust you. And that was his mentality throughout our entire six seasons of For Better or Worse. And I've taken that with me on every comedy and every show I've ever done that you know, because he trusted me, I now completely trust myself. I am constantly ready to go in whatever direction you need me to go in. Um, like I said, the, the film I just finished doing for BET, uh, the director realized I had a comedy activate button. And let me tell you, he started, he, he activated it in every scene. Mm -hmm. And I was always cocked and loaded and ready. So that's the nugget he gave me that, you know, trust yourself. 
trust what you do, know what you do, and be confident in that and go forward. How has COVID, the pandemic in itself, um, affected your career as an actress, as a comedian? Are things shifting, if you will, even now with new variants and new cases and so forth going on? You know, I've been extremely blessed that I haven't caught it, knock on wood. Uh, a lot of people around me have caught it. Uh, and, you know, I was blessed that I uh, never caught it, but I also was safe. And even when I was going back into the clubs and back on sets, you know, uh, you know, TV sets, movie sets, they follow a very strict protocol. But a lot of these comedy clubs don't really care. You know, they're like, take your risk, do you think? So I set my own precedence of rules of how I handle things. To be honest with you, I never stopped working throughout the entire pandemic. Mm. And I came out on the other side like I never quit, like I never stopped. Yeah. So I've hit the ground running and I'm just grateful because I know a lot of people in my you know, industry, um, it threw them off and they're still trying to regroup. I never regrouped because I stayed busy, I stayed productive and I stayed seen. How did you get started, if you will? Can we backtrack a little bit in your journey as you're on the journey yeah. told? How did you yeah. get started with acting and, um, you know, find your funny in the comedy life? When when did you know this is my jam? This is my thing. This is what I am destined to be doing. Honestly, I didn't really know it was my destiny till I was about 23. Mm. And that is because a friend of mine from college who just thought I was funny he knew a guy who owned a comedy club and he took me to a barbecue at this, at this person's house. And he didn't tell me that I was pretty much auditioning. I had no idea. I just was me. And by the end of the night, the guy was like, you know, Hey, I own this comedy club. You're crazy funny. Like you ever thought about doing stand up? You should come down and do open mic night. Now what made me do it. And I haven't looked back since is that I've never been fearful of the stage or having my voice heard. I did my first play in the fifth grade where I had a lead and I had to learn all these lines and be this character. And, you know, my fifth grade teacher, Ms. Sandra Marshall, I will always uh, give her all of her props because she said when they did this play, she said, you know, there's only one child in my class that can do this. And that's Farrah, you know, that's my real name. And that gave me a confidence and a fearlessness when it came to letting my voice be heard, being seen by people. Um, I don't know if I've ever experienced true stage fright. I've been nervous and I've been anxious, but I've never really had stage fright. I remember going on spelling bees uh, when I was younger, and, you know, being up there in front of all these people, you know, doing spelling bees and making spelling bees and things like that. So honestly, I would say the journey began when I was 10 years old, I just didn't know it was going to be my destiny. As a child, were you thinking, were you always, did you always have the, find the, have the last laugh, if you will, as you were just. Oh yeah. To be honest with you, my, my funny was a crutch, but I was very insecure growing up. I didn't really know, uh, you know, being compared a lot to your lighter cousins, your skinnier cousins, or say your prettier cousins or whatever. Um, it did a number on me where I felt I had to be something else to be accepted. And that something else turned into me being funny, me having a sense of humor, me being the one that would say things everybody was thinking. Um, I know that I turned that, would turn that insecurity into a power, you know, into a superpower that has now um, become, you know, my, my 
it's not a security blanket anymore. It's not a defense mechanism. It's how I make my money and I actually enjoy it. Yes, it's your gift. Uh, speaking yeah, yeah. of comedy, I know you have a new comedy special, which has just been yeah. released. Comedy yeah. Dynamics has partnered with Tribeca to release your new stand-up comedy special, Famous Enough. I know in yeah. that special, um, you tackle the 411 on dating, double standards, uh, surviving the what we just talked about, being in quarantine, but for you with an yeah. eight-year-old, what was so unique, yeah. you say, about this comedy show? What can someone um, experience when they tune in? Um, they're going to experience me purging, me shedding that last bit of insecurity, that me grasping who I am, my power, my worth. Um, also, just letting out every opinion I have about everything that moves me. Um, they're going to see somebody extremely confident who's doing it like she's breathing and someone that is very, very, very comfortable in who she is um, and, you know, where she is in her life. And that's why I entitled it Famous Enough, because I realize that exactly where I am at this very moment in my career is exactly where I need and want to be. Mm, oh, that's powerful in itself. Um, so often, so many people have designed. I'm gonna laugh. Oh, trust you, gonna laugh, buddy, because I ain't got no cut card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trust and believe. Yeah. I'm sure. I am sure. Um, oh, so that special, it's an hour long special. Um, yeah. And and did you, did it take, were you doing the making of that being in quarantine? Did something different happen for you as you were preparing for this or, or, or what was anything regards to that? I had had, uh, before this, right before this special was shot, not so long before this special was shot, I had probably one of the biggest epiphanies of my life. I was at the Tyler Perry Gala where he opened up his new studios and anybody that was anybody, Hollywood, Black Hollywood, you know, just was there. And I remember that he, uh, him and Oprah brought all of the actors that had ever worked on any Tyler Perry series to the front of one of the sound stages and they unveiled stars like the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but we now have all stars on the Tyler Perry Walk of Fame at Tyler Perry Studios. And I remember sitting there just staring at it. I was just like shocked, like seeing my name and it's immortalized and realizing my great, great, great grandchildren would be able to go to Tyler Perry Studios one day and see my name on a you know, Walk of Fame. And I remember, because I was standing there in like this shock, I heard, Coca, are you okay? Mm. And I looked up and it was Oprah. And she was standing probably not even two feet away from me. And I said, yes, Miss, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just in shock right now. And she said to me, why, honey, you earned this. Mm. And at that very moment, as God is my witness, it was like I realized that all this time I have had a seat at the table, I just wasn't eating. Yes. I was so busy feeding everybody else, I wasn't eating. Mm -hmm. And at that very moment, I realized it's my time to eat. I've been at this table a long time and didn't know it because I was so busy taking care of everybody else. And I went into this place that I have not left and I've continued to grow and flourish in of, I'm gonna eat first and then I'll see if I got food left over. What are three tips, three tips you can provide other actresses or a comedian who may be watching or listening to us right now? 
the first tip I would say, be yourself. You know, the one thing that will make you stand out in this business is if you are truly, authentically yourself. Everybody's acting. Everybody wears a mask. Everybody is all smoke and mirrors. And when you get to certain levels, if you haven't been yourself, it's going to be really hard to fake it. So be yourself. Um, Understand that your name will precede you. So always carry yourself with the utmost professionalism. You don't want to get labeled difficult to work with. You know, you want to stand up for yourself and make sure you get what you want. But there's a way of doing it, you know. And um, your name will precede you. And understand that you could be a great talent, but if your attitude sucks, you might not work as much. And the last thing I would say, honey, understand this business is fickle. Stack your money. When you hit a lick, you get a bag. Put a good portion of that away and understand that when you start making those big bags, please don't use your real social security number. Get your butt incorporated. Get your butt a, a Lisa, a Lisa LLC. But when you start making them real bags, make sure you're a corporation and spend all your money through there because trust and believe, honey, when you get in with your own social, Uncle Sam is going to take about 90% of it, honey, and it won't, it won't even seem like you got a bag. And trust me, I speak from experience. <laughs> So understand your money, stack your money, do as much as you can to always have a cushion and a parachute because this business is fickle, especially when it comes to us people of color. What has been the most challenging project for you so far? I think, honestly, it was challenging in a good way, but it was challenging. Uh, my first uh, executive producer role, when I wore the executive producer hat for a film that's out right now called Happy Thanksgiving on Tubi. Um, that was my first time executive producing a film, but I was also starring in it. That was challenging because I was wearing two multiple hats, and the acting part was a breeze, but that executive producer hat, baby, ain't no joke. And it was challenging, but it was exciting challenging because I had to learn so much so fast, and I'm grateful that I had people that had worn that hat plenty of times. And I had made good relationships with them that I could call and get advice and say, am I doing this right? Is this how this works? Whatever. So um, I would say it would have to be a family a, fam- a family Thanksgiving on Tubi. It's a movie that I expect to produce. Okay. I have to check that, that one out. What do you do when you're not feeling your best and you have to put on a face for the world? Um, how do you give of yourself so that you're able to give to others uh, effectively and efficiently? Honestly, I will think about what I'm doing it for. And it's that little person in my backseat right now. But I get in a mood where I'm done, I'm tired, I'm frustrated. You know, I, I want to throw in the towel. I, I, I know that I have this little person looking at me. And I'm sending an example for them. And I, and I snap out of it and realize, you know, I ain't doing this just for me no more. So, you know, thinking about him usually snaps me right back into reality. You'll get back on your grind and you trip it. Yeah, I'm a mom too. It's something about it's no, it's you can't even until you're a mother, you don't you can't even describe the the love. Yeah, you can't, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I wanted to mention something I, I got lost when you were talking. Um, I know comedians, you all kind of, you know each other, you've worked together, you're all, I feel like a pack together. And when you were speaking of yeah. standing up for yourself, currently in the yeah. news, obviously Monique is out there. Do you um, have an opinion? Do you think it's okay for her to be as vocal as she has been as of recent in regards to D.L. Hewley and this that whole component? Or do you not have an opinion on that? I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It's not what she's saying, it's how she's saying it. How do you dive deep internally? Do you, just kind of to stay grounded, do you, um, are you spiritual? Do you meditate? Or what do you do to keep you, you know, grounded every day? All of the above, all of the above. Um, I meditate, um, I detach. Uh, a lot of times I will go under the radar. And that's when I need to regroup, heal. You know, I, I have to, I have to, keep, I have to guard my peace at all costs. There's always stuff going on, and I will detach. I will shut down. I will meditate if I choose to have time and speak on it. I will, and sometimes I'm just gonna ignore you and look right through you, like I'm whatever. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of how I keep myself ready. Plus, too, I'm around a lot of people. Some of some of the people I grew, you know. I don't have a lot of new friends. The people in my life that know me have known me since I had baby teeth. And they don't call me Coca. So that keeps me grounded as well because they'll check me and I like it. No, it is nothing like friend or a friend of or friends that check you. I appreciate my friends when they check right. you because you know you don't want yes people around you. You know, you you want right. that. You need someone to tell you, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Because sometimes you can't see yourself. A lot of times you can't. What does right, your circle right, right. look like? What does the circle look like for you? Right now, my circle is other moms. <laughs> other moms. Yeah. Uh, my circle is my team that keeps my life uh, with as less chaos as possible. And my circle is my family, my mother, you know, my friends that I grew up with, the people who know me, that see me. Um, that I don't have to be anything but Pharaoh with them. And I can be transparent. And I don't have to worry about it being used against me or, you know, somebody, you know, twisting my words. Um, that's what my circle looks like. I have industry friends, uh, but I, lose, I use that term loosely when it comes to that. Can you finish this sentence for me? I am okay. a... I am a forgiving person, but my memory is never bad. And a master of? My peace. Ooh, I love that. Who can control my own? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. How I choose to engage will determine how much I care. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love all those answers. I would like to wrap up with a segment that I call tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What is something okay. you can tell us about yourself that you have not told the world yet, a secret, if you will, about yourself? Well, not to drag the show down. In 2005, I tried to leave. I tried to commit suicide. And nobody knew except for a handful, because the state would have it 
I found the humor in my failure in taking my own life. I took some pills, wrote a letter, drank a bottle of wine, and went to sleep thinking that was it. I was done. I had reached a very low point in my life. I had let a lot of things affect me that shouldn't have. I had just moved to L.A. I felt so alone, so lost, you know, whatever. I woke up the next day, and the first thing out of my mouth was, heaven looks like my room. And then I realized the pills I took were expired. Yeah, it's okay to laugh, girl. It's okay. I, I had to laugh. I had to laugh. No, because you just, I, I didn't know if I'm just, I wasn't expecting you to say that because it wasn't your time. That was not right, meant for exactly. you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And something yes. in me, something in me had clicked in that moment. Um, some bad habits I had, I let go of. Some bad people that were around me, I let go of. Uh, so you put on your armor, you strapped up. What do you do now? How do you make sure you don't get back into a, a place like that uh, moving forward? Because we don't want you to go anywhere. We want to keep you right here as long as we you know, can. I, I, you know, I've been, I've been really blessed and grateful that those thoughts have never crossed my mind again. But I've also realized my worth, girl. Mm. When you realize who you are and the power you possess, and it's not power over people, it's power over your mind, over your thoughts, over your over every step, and then when you realize that you don't really control any of it, it's a higher being, and all sometimes you got to do, honey, is let go and let God, I don't think about that no more, it, it, the whole world could be falling apart around me, and it has been on many occasions, and I will still be smiling, going, okay, it'll all come back together eventually, but that's it's just kind of how I look at things. Yeah, but it took failure. It took things to happen for it to click for you to realize that ultimately we, you control it all yourself. Yes, it took me hitting rock bottom. And a lot of people didn't know I hit rock bottom because I was raised in one of those Southern households that you never look like what you're going through. So only a very few, and I do mean few select people knew I was in such a dark place. And I think it might've been two people. And I don't think they even realized how deep and dark of a place I truly was in at that moment. Well, I'm so glad that that was not Divine's plan for you to, that right. you're here, that you've been able to bless us with so many different performances and experiences and just continue to be present um, with yes. your spirit and your energy. If someone is interested in following you on your journey, how do they go about yes. doing so? They can just Google me, Coca Brown, C-O-C-O-A, Brown. Please don't forget that A, because you'll get somebody that is not me. Uh, but Coca Brown, they can also always go to my website, Coca Brown, the number four, life.com. That's C-O-C-O-A, Brown, the number four, life.com. Every link to everything, Coca Brown, every social media handle, every business I have, everything Coca is on this page. So go over there and visit. Oh, before you leave, I forgot to ask something that's important. What are you, what's next for you? What's your next project? My next project right now, I'm going to be uh, shooting a movie called Praise This that is starring Chloe from Chloe and Haley. Uh, that is being produced by Will Backer. That's my, that's my next move. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. When will that be complete? Yeah. 
oh girl who knows we start filming Monday. awesome oh, congratulations <laughs> well, i'm you. so thank happy you for you thank you so much for being here thank you. thank you for spending some time with us i know you're in the midst of driving with your family yeah. and i appreciate you taking some time yeah. uh Absolutely. i appreciate that so much Thank you for your patience understanding while I was driving in this wonderful uh, service. <laughs> I appreciate okay. it. Okay. I just, I'm so, I'm so excited to have you here. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, that is it for this episode of The Journey Told. I'm going to leave you with words that my father would so often say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit.